Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports. It's me, Tammy. I'm here with Brad. Hey, Brad. Hey, are you Mario? <laughs> it's me, Mario. <laughs> My princess is in another castle. <laughs> God damn it. A real tall, skinny castle. <laughs> mm, true. <laughs> All right, so we are covering an episode of Highlander called The Colonel. Hmm. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> It is a sad time because this is the last Amanda episode, maybe of the season. Oh wow! So, uh, but let's go ahead and start. We'll we'll talk about all the sadness later. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the sixty second summary, shall we? Oh boy! Mm. All of our names are in a device. And Alexa, open sixty second summary. Okay, let me pick Claire. <gasps> One more on the tab. Uh, <laughs> All right, Alexa, open 60-second summary. Okay, let me pick Brad. (sighs) Sigh-o relief. (laughs) Fine. All right, Brad. Oh, I cannot wait for your 60-second summary on this one. Mm -hmm. Um, Brad, you're going to have 60 seconds to just let us know what happened in this episode. We don't want you to go ridiculously over or under, but we'd like you to tell us everything. Tell us all of your deepest thoughts and feelings on this episode. What were they wearing? What were they doing? Who was in a relationship with who? What new relationships emerged? Which ended? What are rekindled? Which ones were rekindled? (laughs) So much love is in the air for this episode. Um, but but I want you to do it on time. Otherwise, <laughs> you'll be a spider jump. Ew. Oof. Ew. Ugh, don't like that. And you'll be going in three, two, one, go. All right, guys. Happy Pride Month. It's the Colonel. Amanda's trying to get Duncan and Joe back together again, but Duncan doesn't show up. Why? Because Duncan got kidnapped by some weirdos um, who was working for an even bigger weirdo, who is the Colonel. Um, Meanwhile, Amanda sees a girl in a shiny shirt, and I thought she was just judging her like I was, but instead she's falling in love and getting a new girlfriend, and they're going to be crime buddies together. Duncan gets away from the losers. Um, No big deal. Um... But uh, um, this girl now is trying to be Amanda, which understandable, but also weird. And uh, they don't have much time to be friends because uh, Crazy Colonel kidnaps her thinking she's Amanda because like she looks that much like her now. It's very weird. Um, and is like going to use her for bait to get Duncan. And he's going to use his evil spider minions to do it. <laughs> Whatever. Because uh, Duncan had him locked up in a mental institution for like 70 something years. Crazy. That's the up. <laughs> This one minute, sorry. So, so much love, so Mm -hmm. much joy. Also, I feel like it was five episodes for the price of one. Yeah, absolutely. This is another one that could have at least been two or three episodes. (laughs) 
I was like, what storyline? But this one, I will say, because I can't remember the last one where we were like, oh, the one, that was the one where we've got Tessa's killer and um, whatever the other storyline, I can't remember, the dog storyline, all in the same episode, right? Two completely different storylines. This one, yeah. at least, I felt like they did a good job of intertwining yeah, the multiple yeah, storylines. Um <laughs> But man, I was like, wow, we're just going to switch to a totally different story now. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into some fun facts for this episode. Goof Troop. Oh, Goof boy. Troop is here for us. I... <laughs> Let's see what Goof that wig is goofy. Yeah. Oh. oh my god, all the wigs. All the wigs she wore. <laughs> um, Alright, uh, normally the camera angles after a quickening never show a head, but surely after McLeod takes Killian's head, it would have dropped from the rafters above and landed within the large area where McLeod was standing, shown by the camera. Goof troop! I mean... <laughs> If we want to talk about the goofiness, we want to talk goof and the quickening. I mean, we could be here for a while. Uh, uh, and we, we we may. We may. Because that was... I was so confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for the most part, uh, this episode got pretty good reviews. Um, I'm just going to read titles of the reviews. One was two small plot holes. And you know what? I'm not even going to see what their plot holes are. <laughs> Because I'm sure it's as good as the Goof Troop plot holes. Um, the other review was better than average. <laughs> so, alright. Um, and again, those two, by the way, were 7 out of a 10. I will reiterate, if Amanda is an episode, it is an automatic 8 out of 10. You can't go down from there. Yeah, absolutely. So, already, fool, you're wrong. Um, the 8 out of 10 said, was one of those that I love so much because the, the subject of their review is, like, forever long. Glad Joe and Mac made up, but I would have loved to see Mac escape from the cell on his own. Good job showing Mac's growth as a character in WW1 as a medic. That is just the he- the header for their <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I had to know what those two plot holes were. Tammy. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. And uh, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't look. <laughs> just I just cannot with these reviews. Immortal there. Colonel Killian was sentenced to die by firing squad. However, because of Duncan's words and influence in the courtroom, the colonel instead spent 70 years in an insane asylum. First of all, if he had died by firing squad, there's no guarantee that he would not revive later in front of some witnesses in a military environment. Yeah, that's the point. That's why yeah. he did it. Absolutely. It was just, yeah, because he was like, yeah, I don't want him to get away. Um, secondly, yep. <laughs> he didn't, he, he did go on to stay 70 years in, in the insane asylum. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Did no one at the asylum notice that he never aged a day during those 70 years? They, they talked about that in the episode. That would certainly have resulted in some type of medical investigation to find out exactly what he was. No, it wouldn't, because it was a mental institution in the early 1900s. Yeah, like we've had episodes like where, you know, we've seen mental institutions, or maybe I'm thinking of Quantum Leap, mental institutions in the 50s. Either way, everyone's seen shows with mental institutions in the 50s, and those yeah. were horrific. This yeah. is the early 1900s. Like, yeah, I cannot imagine. Yeah. Like, there's no way. Like, I mean, probably half of the people died in there from, like, a fucking plague. You know? like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just... See, that's the thing. I can't. These reviewers. 
they irritate me so much. They irritate me so much. But I can't not read them, and I hate it. I hear um, it. All right, Brad, what was happening when the episode aired? Oh, guys, there's so many things happening. So many things happening. It is November 6th. 1995. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Um, as we all know, it's International Day for Preventing the Exploitation of the Environment in War and Armed Conflict Day. <laughs> Interesting. It's a all lot. Right. It's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I look to see um, what, what other holidays are we celebrating on November 6th in general. Um, it's Job Action Day. Oh, uh, what a does day that mean? to recognize <laughs> and empower those who dream of having a job they love. What? <laughs> I don't... I, recognize I'm... and empower those who dream of having a job they love. I mean, uh, I, I guess... Okay. I mean, sure, I guess that would be real cool. I guess that would be real cool to have a job that you love so much. I, we would all love that, sure. Sure. I mean, it's, it's not real, though. That's not a thing. No. This, this is just work propaganda. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, it's National Nachos Day. <laughs> that is very important. I love a nacho. Very important. So. But what about this? It's also Dog Film Festival Day. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that dogs in films? Or is it dogs creating films for a festival? Great question. Great question. Question: uh, The Dog Film Festival is annually celebrated in October or November. Th- okay, this, so this year it's going to be on November 6th. Um, it allows us to appreciate our furry pals through short films and cherish the bonds we have with them. This holiday pays respect to the dedication and loyalty dogs show to humans. It also celebrates their history from ages gone to those that have yet to come. Okay, well. All right. All well, right. Cool. I mean, dogs are too cool. good for this world and for us, yeah. so. Oh my god, there's a dog film festival timeline. <laughs> And oh god, it does my favorite thing. Guys, listen. My favorite thing when people want to talk about history is when they try to like make it go back to the caveman times. <laughs> like every theater history class I had would try to explain to you that theater went back to the cave. And I'm like, every time, shut up. This is useless. <laughs> this is dumb. But where does this festival start? 25,000 BCE uh, to 38,000 BCE. Whoa. From wolves to dogs, wolves slowly evolve into dogs. Who are much friendlier towards humans? Like, okay, we get it. We get it. That's that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. Just show me some videos of dogs. Yeah, that's all. Can we just talk about cute dogs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, but yes. Also, uh, what's going on on this day? Um, you know, not a lot. That's why I had to go to that other website. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are having birthdays in general. Ethan Hawke and Emma Stone are having birthdays on this day. Oh. So there's that. There's that. Cool. Um, also, top song in the U.S., top song in the U.K. Top song in the U.S., Mariah Carey Fantasy. Top song in the U.K., once again, it's a lie. Robson and <laughs> Jerome, I believe, slash up on the roof. I, I that's, mm. that's like a Christmas nope. song. Cool, cool, cool. It's, yeah, it's not even real. Not even real. So, it's just fucking deceit. I hate it. I hate that they try to pull the wool over our eyes like that. It's inappropriate. Um, we won't take it. We no, will we won't. not take it. We will not. Uh, but what was <laughs> happening at the box office? What's going on here? Uh, number one, still get Shorty, Powder, Copycat. New movie this week, uh, Fair Game. Fair Game, which we all remember from 1995. Fair Game. Mm. Um, <laughs> Winnie. 
Oh, William Baldwin and Cindy Crawford. Wow. Yeah. What's up? I'm looking at that photo. Whoa. Yeah. I remember. I remember that uh, box cover at uh, Blockbuster. Like, hey, what's up? Uh, Max Kirkpatrick is a cop who protects Kate McQueen, a civil law attorney from a renegade KGB team out to Terminator. The KGB is trying to kill Cindy Crawford. You motherfucker! Like, leave her alone. Oh, Salma Hayek's in it. Oh wow. Okay. All right. I maybe I actually need to see this movie. I mean, I'm like, I don't know, Cindy Crawford and Salma Hayek. Okay. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I definitely remember at the time when I was 12 years old thinking I need to see this movie. (laughs) Um, But now I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe I do need to see this movie. Oh my god. Amazing. Wild. Wild. So uh, there's that. Uh, also, what other new movies we got? Home for the Holidays. Um, Home for the Holidays, 1995. When her teenage daughter opts out of Thanksgiving, single mother Claudia Lawson, Holly Hunter, travels <laughs> alone to her childhood home for an explosive holiday dinner with her dysfunctional family. Claudia quickly tires of her parents, her long-suffering sister, her snobby brother-in-law, Steve Gutenberg. Snobby brother? Steve Gutenberg? Steve Gutenberg's playing a snob? Interesting. And her nutty aunt. Uh, but the evening gets interesting when sparks fly between Claudia and her brother's handsome friend, Leo Fish, Dylan McDermott. Leo Fish, that's a terrible name. <laughs> what kinds of people in this movie? Yeah. yeah. Snobby Steve Gutenberg, though. That I'm <laughs> curious about. The most lovable man ever. Guys, if you if you just want to see something precious, Steve Gutenberg's Instagram is just <laughs> it's just <laughs> Steve Gutenberg walking around and saying like basically inspirational posters to you. <laughs> While eating an egg salad sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it's so pure. It's like, hey guys, ah, just want to say, you know, just take a moment and think about all the good things in your life. Sometimes you just need to take a moment and reflect and, you know, got it pretty good. We all need to do that every once in a while. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, precious little man. I love him. Uh, So there's that. Uh, We also got Gold Diggers, The Secret of Bear Mountain. What is this? Uh, Oh, okay. Um, Beth, Christina Ricci, is a city mouse. Oh, she's a city mouse. Oh. She's a city mouse who's just arrived in the country. When her family relocates to a leafy area in the state of Washington, Beth starts hanging out with outsider Jody, Anna Klumsky, uh, who is constantly regaling Beth with a local legend about a woman named Molly Morgan that supposedly hid treasure somewhere on nearby Bear Mountain. When the girls decide to tackle Bear Mountain together, Beth learns about the not-so-happy situation Jody is dealing with at home. The uh, guy yeah. that on Instagram that I follow that does the Seventh Heaven recaps, he actually posted a picture of this movie recently and said, oh, I'm gonna be reviewing this <laughs> Whoa. So interesting. He did um that the kids movie Beethoven recently, and I did not know how horrific that movie is. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Uh so I look forward to hearing more about Gold Diggers, the secret of Bear yeah. Mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else? We got any other new movies? Um, let's see. After that, we got Three Wishes, How to Make an American Quilt, To Die For, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, uh, down to the 36th spot, new movie this week, Total Eclipse. 
Um, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Whoa. Um, uh, youthful poet Paul Verline, David Thewlis, drinks absinthe, absinthe and neglects his devoted wife, Matilde. Uh, Arthur Rimbald, Leonardo DiCaprio, an even younger and more celebrated poet, enters their lives and alienates the couple even further, seducing Paul and mocking their, their lifestyle even as he benefits from it. I can't read this for some reason. Um... I... Oh, okay, there we go. Uh, Matilda stands by Paul after he is jailed for sodomy, but she cannot oh, prevent the wow. poet's self-destructive descent. Oh my goodness. Scandalous. So, this is uh, yeah, when Leonardo DiCaprio probably was not dating anyone because they hadn't been born yet. Right, of course. It was impossible for him. He's like, <laughs> I'm waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> or actually, he's dating older women at the time. <laughs> Oh, because he's still gonna be in that range. Just most women wouldn't date him because, like, he's you're, yeah. you're, you're too young for me. It's weird. Um, what a weirdo he turned out to be. <laughs> Yeah, real weird guy, real weird guy. <laughs> I'm really waiting for the shoe to drop on him, because, like, you can't be that weird and not be even worse, right? Yeah, because, like, to, to, like, to have a specific, like, such a specific age range. Yeah. Like, you had to have fucked up sometime and, like, yeah. fucked a kid. Like, you, I don't trust you. have done something you. terrible. Yeah, you murdered I don't someone. trust you. Absolutely. Like, there's, there's some other thing there. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, also on TV uh, this night, uh, you know, usual stuff. Uh, Nanny, Can't Hardly Wait, Can't Hurry Love, Murphy Brown, High Society, Chicago Hope, Melrose Place, 90210, Fresh Prince. Sure. All right, fine. Um, Star Trek Voyager, the episode's Tattoo, which is a weird one where we find out about how aliens, like, met with the Native Americans and we learn how Chakotay got his tattoo. No, thank you. Very bad episode. <laughs> Notably bad episode. <laughs> Very bad. Um, but what about our favorite show, Nowhere Man? Nowhere Man is the episode, <laughs> really got a hold on me. Vil meets a jaded fellow fugitive from the organization who's preparing to kill himself. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> wow. Oh, Dean Stockwell's in this episode. Hey. Nice. I like that. I like that. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what's on TV. Oh, we also get a TV movie. Uh, she Fought Alone. Oh, no. That doesn't sound promising. Um, she fought alone. Uh, all, including school administration and a friend, Brian Austin Green, turn their backs on a girl, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who accuses a classmate of rape. Hmm. Ouch. That's not cool. That not That's not good. cool, guys. No. Doesn't sound cool at all. It's very bad. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. Don't approve. It's really so, yeah, not DiCaprio territory. <laughs> Seriously. Like, is Leo in this one, too? Is he in there? Is he in there? Don't see him. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, um, I, I don't like the poster because it makes Tiffany Amber Thiessen look like she's eight. Like she's, oh. she looks so tiny next to Brian Austin Green. I, I don't, don't know like why this poster is like this. It's not okay. Ugh. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what's on. So that's what we got. Right. All right. Um, good stuff. Thank you for bringing all that to the to the table, Brad. So so much. Indeed. So much was happening Indeed. on the day this episode aired. I told but you. What did, but what did we care about? We cared about this episode. <laughs> and yeah, what happened? <laughs> it's the best thing that happened on this date. <laughs> All right. So, Brad, are you ready to talk about this episode? Are you ready? Are you prepared? Definitely. All right. We start off in Joe's bar, and I was like, oh, God, here we go with Sad Sack Joe. (laughs) Joe is Sad Sack cutting limes. (laughs) 
as I've never you seen do. anyone sadly slicing limes. Yeah. Um. And that that top is doing him no favors. No. I, yeah. I don't like. What the hell is this thing? Like, it's like very blousey. He looks a little womanly. <laughs> it's, it's a little. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Also, um, it's like a, it's a shirt with a zipper. Like, get yeah, out of here. Yeah. Like, what I don't are, know. What's are, are you a again, hoodie and, or a, unless, a shirt? Unless you're a woman who's trying to just show off some cleavage, there's no need for the zipper up front. Mm. <laughs> um, Amanda, however, looks hot. Yeah, she is oh, absolutely just. I love her so much. Um, so yeah, Joe is saying, <laughs> Joe's opening line in this scene, Amanda, for thousands of years, the watchers have lived by one single set of rules. We observe, we record, and we stay the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, you suck at all three of those. <laughs> I know. And Amanda's just like, Amanda's lying back to him. Would you give me a break? That's such a guy thing. <laughs> So good. <laughs> yeah. So she wants Joe and Duncan to get back together. Mm-hmm. I think she's just tired of two sad sack dudes because Duncan also, he's not as sad sack like Joe, but he's definitely broody because he does not have his friend. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, she's, she's over it. She is over yeah. it. 15 seconds in. Yep. <laughs> this shiny top walks in and Amanda clearly takes note. <laughs> Yeah, so shiny. It's a bright blue shiny top. I, is- I had paused it there and I was like, what the fuck is this? I, I did not know this was going to be a character in this episode. I But I had already was like, all right, we're going to be talking about this for a while. I was, I was like, what is going on? Because there's also like a short skirt. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah. Who, who chose this costume? And is he on a list? Oh, God. Yeah, because it's like a short skirt. It looks like like thigh-high socks. It's like, I don't, like, yeah, stockings no, this or is, something. It's, yeah. This is from a that, different part of the video story. This is, you you can yeah. see the Cindy Crawford video here. You had to go buy some beaded <laughs> curtains or something to see this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not... Uh. It's not something that should be walking up in Joe's bar. That's for fucking sure. No, Joe's bar is like a like a jazz dive bar. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a boomer I bar. I just also was like, oh, that's a look, and like, didn't think twice about it. Um, but it does come back, but not quite yet. What yeah. we go to next is, you know, uh, we learn that Amanda has set this whole thing up where she told Duncan, like, hey, meet me at Joe's bar. He's not working tonight. Um, which is hilarious because it's like, is Joe's bar that good where you're not going just to go see Joe? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you like, miss even, it so much. <laughs> even if he's not working that night, it's called Joe's. Like, there's always a good chance he might just pop in because, yeah, like, what he else does he have? And plays the music there. <laughs> Yeah, like he's got two things. Um, one is like having this bar and playing music there. Um, the other is watching Duncan. Yeah, yeah. And if he's avoiding doing one, I imagine he's probably doing more of the other. Yeah. Yeah, so is he just not doing any watching then at this point? Certainly seems like it. Yeah. I mean, because... It always seems like that. Because we know Amanda's last watcher died. Was it the end of last season? Because when Callus was after her or whatever, and then yeah. the guy hidden the 
Amanda's watcher hid in that closet space, and then Callus just shoved his knife through him, his sword through him. So, does Amanda have another watcher at this? We just don't know. I assume she has another watcher, but we don't know that person yet, which that's fine. Maybe Joe's just offsetting his work to that person. That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if, since Amanda's Let me copy here. Your notes. Yeah, like, can you just watch both of them? Can you can you just do me a solid, my friend, my fellow watcher? Um, but yeah, so Amanda Amanda thinks she's a big trickster and she's having Duncan uh, meet her there. And I guess the plan is she's just going to leave Duncan sitting there by himself with Joe and be like, you guys fucking talk about this shit. Yeah. Um, so Duncan is in a parking garage and <laughs> he gets into these this fight with Bert and Cisco. <laughs> I like I, I this this whole thing like this was so kooky to me because we got this big like guy that I was like oh is this is this Jesse yeah. Ventura wannabe um and then the little guy with like long hair I was like oh I wonder if this is Duncan's like stunt double yeah because he's he's roughly the same height he's like the same kind of build and he's got long hair yeah and they're also wearing the same colors I thought he was gonna try to re- like I thought he was trying to dupe them I thought they were going to like replace Duncan or something <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, what's the scheme here? Oh, if they could replace Duncan, that'd be hilarious. Well, because when they when they do snatch him, and yeah. like that guy is like left there. Yep. But it's so weird because I'm like, who's gonna think they're the same person? No. Well, but I mean, maybe if you like, you need to like, you know, move his car, you know, and have yeah. him be seen going somewhere else so they can't find him. But they don't go back to that at all. So yeah. And it's just um back and forth between this scene of Duncan fighting these two guys and Amanda telling Joe, like, just, could you please just fucking work this out? Could you guys just kiss and make up, please? Yeah, it's it's too much for me. Um, so they uh, finally had to, like, zap Duncan to take him out. Um, and then they put him in a straitjacket and throw him in a van. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. wild. Um, and at this point, I still had forgotten about the guy being in a asylum for however long. Um, yeah. But it all makes sense. Like, oh, that's why they had the straitjacket. That, you know, whatever. So, um, but yeah, it took all of that to knock Duncan out. It was fun. Um, but also I was like, oh, Amanda's not going to be happy. Duncan set her up. <laughs> yeah. That's, don't do that. No. Um, Duncan just wearing a old man sweater, <laughs> yeah. by the way. <laughs> but it works out for the later scene when he gets out and he's all, like, banged up, so. Yeah. And when he set a blaze. Oh, my God. Ugh. Um, And then we have the opening credits. And then we're at a dock. And um, we've got Cisco and the driver pulling Duncan out. And uh, Cisco said, you know, you didn't have to zap him. I could have taken him. <laughs> and I, I was like, these guys. what a dude thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he calls Duncan Sweet Pea. He says, "Come on, Sweet Pea." <laughs> uh, like, I just want—I just want to keep pretending this guy is Jesse Ventura because that's so much funnier <laughs> to me. <laughs> He's clearly not in any way, shape, or form, but, you know. Oh, so funny. No. But just just kind of that that look. That yeah. 90s look, especially. Yeah. All right. So we're back at the bar. Oof. <laughs> and we are meeting Melissa, a.k.a. girl in the blue shiny top. 
Yeah. And she's like hitting on Chris Carter. <laughs> oh, God. Like this gross old dude. Yeah. And even Joe has to like look over and she's like, oh, I didn't think that would be her type. Um, yeah. Oh, God, so gross. This is such a 90s, like in the 90s, we were all about stealing Asian inspired tops. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got like the little red cl- like uh, clips or whatever or, like buttons really clasps that's what I was thinking of clasps across it mm-hmm. it's the most 90s outfit yeah ever it's, I had it's crazy I had a dress that was like similar style because 90s and mine was all red because of course and I had matching shoes in the same exact fabric thank you very much nice. <laughs> amazing I feel like I might have a picture somewhere <laughs> so uh, good. because I felt like I was rocking the fuck out of that outfit <laughs> Oh, the 90s. <laughs> oh, it was a time. It was a time. Uh, but yeah. So, um, yeah, Amanda's watching this and she's like, yeah, that's not her type. And uh, this dude is the grossest. He tells Melissa, let's spend some time together. We could have a magical evening. <laughs> and he, he says, you like me, don't you? Oh, uh, this guy's so yeah. gross. Yeah, so he pulls her in. He says, come here. And uh, he pulls Melissa to him to, like, kiss her. And she accidentally spills his drink. Um, and she's like, oh, I- I'm going to, you know, I'll go gra- go to the ladies' room. And as she walks past Amanda, Amanda's hand brushes the jacket Melissa's carrying. <laughs> and she says, not bad for an amateur. Oh, Amanda, just appreciating a scam. Just appreciating a scam. Yeah. But knows that this girl is not as good as she could be. Um, Melissa, of course, is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you a cop? And she's like, not in this life. <laughs> so good. Do we think Amanda has ever been a cop? <laughs> oh, no way. Absolutely not. I mean, there's like only like eight years in Amanda's lifetime where that would have even been possible for, yeah. for one. Uh, but I feel like if she was, she was like a fake cop to be on the inside so she just knew where to steal things from oh yeah absolutely (laughs) definitely a dirty cop yeah yeah um so amanda invites her to stay and have a drink because her date is late and she's like and melissa's like nah i'm out of here and amanda has already stolen her keys um she tells her i've had a century i've had centuries of practice why don't you take uh why didn't you take his wallet and she says it's not about the cash and amanda realizes like oh it's it's like me it's about the thrill (laughs) i love it i love it and i don't know for some reason like when i first saw them together and like i except we didn't of course get like the dirty eyes but i was like is this another immortal what is that is this a young immortal (laughs) or a pre-immortal you know because sometimes they'll pick up on immortals but and we've already seen amanda like you know kind of take a young young immortals under her wing so um but that's not the case here but that is what i thought for a sec i was like oh is this like a pre-immortal i wish i want to get back to that yeah that other immortal that yeah 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 that was a goodie yep um so while she's waiting for what's it called we've got a a quick scene with um duncan 
well, really the driver and Cisco and talking about uh, the colonel. They're waiting on the colonel. He's late, and but he's not really because these folks are 13 minutes early. They're trying to figure out what the colonel wants with Duncan. And uh, the guy says, we're not paid to ask questions. <laughs> and Cisco tells the driver, you're a real friendly guy. You know that? <laughs> I love Cisco. <laughs> he's fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's a good time. Um, and then Duncan starts coming too. And then we're back at Joe's bar. And I am like, these guys do not know what they're in for with fucking Duncan. <laughs> no. I almost feel bad for people. Yeah. Um, also, like, I, and I, you know, we'll get there, but, like, I really want to know, like, what, what this process is about. Because, like, it's, like, if we're talking, like, 70 years, Killian has not been out very long. Mm-mm. Like, clearly, it was, like, first point of order, revenge. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably Which, been planning it, planning it yeah. for a very long time. So, I mean, yeah. I guess at some I'm, point, that's all you have to think about. Yeah. I'm, I would, I would love to have gotten a little bit more of, like, you know, that, that the, yeah. the readjustment to escaping and then, like, figure out how the hell you find Duncan and, you know, get this plan in motion. Yeah, like, by hiring guys and all of that. Because, I mean, once they find out he's a spider guy, like, you'd think they'd yeah. be like, I'm not working for this fucking weirdo. Um, mm-hmm. Like, where did he have all his money that he's paying these people if he's been in an asylum for seven years? I guess, that, yeah. you know, like, where did he put his stuff away when he went to the asylum? There's just a lot of unanswered questions, is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, at Joe's bar... Uh, uh, Melissa with her big old wig is over there talking with Amanda and Joe. Such a bad wig. It's so terrible. Like, um, it, no, the, okay, I just realized something. Her outfit is not too dissimilar from Duncan's Party City China outfit. Yes. Again, <laughs> like, a 90s came Asian. Off the same is, rack. Yeah, it's not good. God, it's it's like tinfoil. Like the yeah, <laughs> uh, crazy, crazy. Um, so Melissa, we find out is a hairstylist. So she does that during the day. Then she'll go to the club. She sleeps, and it's the same thing every day. The only thing that changes is the blue-haired old ladies that sit in my chair. Um, and she does. She steals for the rush, and she says, "I just want to take the guy's beamer for a little joyride. You know, I'll give it back." And Amanda says, you want company? <laughs> love it. I love I'm it. like, Amanda. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, if Duncan's not going to get back together with his boyfriend, Amanda should get to have a new girlfriend. Absolutely. Um, And Joe's like, oh, looks like you got set up. Amanda doesn't even fucking care. She's like, man, he, he's teaching at that university. He probably was arguing with some co-ed about a great album. I fucking care. I'm out of here. <laughs> I got to go have a good time with this girl. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yep. Um, so they say their goodbyes. They're out. We're back at the warehouse. Um, is this the scene where Duncan gets out of the... the... Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. It's very gross. Very gross. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, cracks all his bones to get out of that straitjacket. And um, by the way, we still have Cisco and the driver <laughs> arguing about Cisco would have taken out Duncan. <laughs> Love it. I love this driver just wearing these dark shades. I'm yeah. like, how can you see anything? Ah, <laughs> oh, even all oh, these baby doll shoes that Melissa's wearing. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. I didn't catch the shoes. Yeah, at nine minutes, like 53 seconds, like as they're walking up to this place. Ah. This is this is Yikes. one of the most 90s outfits we've seen as of late. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they're at this place called LaBelle's, like some kind of like 
clothing store. Um, she's impressed by Amanda's car. They walk up. She's like, uh, and LaBelle's is apparently a, a fancy fucking place. Because even Melissa's like, are you fucking crazy? Like, what are we doing here? Amanda yeah, says- it's a jewelry store. Yeah. Is that what it is? Oh, uh, maybe. So. It might be, yeah. Um, Amanda says, is your heart pounding yet? Amanda's like in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's also, Amanda's also got like her crazy like security card oh, break-in so machine. Good. It's a digital analyzer. I love it. I love it. <laughs> she's Melissa's, hacking the planet. Yeah, Melissa's like, you carry that in your purse? And Amanda goes, doesn't everyone? <laughs> love it it is so funny um yeah melissa's even like we could have broken into fucking pennies or something like why are we here um so they the door open and amanda takes her hand and then they cross over the threshold of the building until the they just stand there until the alarm goes off yeah it's so fun like they're going just to set off the alarm it's hilarious um and they both scream they're both just having the fucking best time and uh i like the melissa tells her she goes you are so weird and amanda says oh honey you don't even know <laughs> love it. I love it. Just shenanigans. Yeah. Um, ugh, we go back to Duncan struggling to get out of that fucking straight jacket and breaking ugh. every bone in his body to get out. Don't like it. No, don't it's like it. so gross. It's so gross. Don't like the sounds. Yeah. I don't like anything about it. Yeah. That has to be so uncomfortable for Adrian Paul just to be in though. Like I can't imagine being like strapped into anything. Whoa. Ugh. Mm-hmm. ugh. Not being able to move my arms. Are you kidding me? Nah. I do not like. Um. Ugh. So, yeah, yeah, so the, he's still struggling. I think we have one more scene until he actually gets out, but it's just like, ugh. Um, I think that's what made it feel like it was multiple episodes, though, like how many times we just kept going in between scenes. Yeah, we're, go- we're going back and forth for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a long portion of the episode where we're just doing this back and forth. Yeah, Um, Melissa and Amanda are in Amanda's car, just laughing, having a great time. Um, Melissa tells Amanda, this is unbelievable. One minute I'm in a bar, and the next I'm breaking into the bells. This is outrageous. I mean, I do crazy things, but, but this is just, and Amanda says, fun? <laughs> uh, Melissa says, oh, I bet you do this stuff all the time. And Amanda says, well, I used to. And then Melissa's like, oh, did you give it up for a dude? Ew. <laughs> Love it. Um, and Melissa calls her out. She's like, is that the guy who stood you up tonight? What a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> so um, good. Yeah. So we... Uh, hmm. Go ahead. Oh, so what the hell? Um, so I was just going to see if she's going to come back. Um, she's been in two previous episodes. What? Okay. One, she was, okay. Just in, I guess she was just like an extra in one. So, okay. Cause it's just okay. uncredited. Um, but she was Kenny's mother. Oh my God. In yeah. the last episode? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. The one that, yeah, the one that gets uh, raped and murdered by the fucking soldiers. I mean, all the, all the wigs, so. Yeah. There you go. It's hilarious. I guess maybe they just liked her and they were like, hey, you want to stick around for this episode too? <laughs> oh, and she's going to be coming back twice as different characters <laughs> after this. Oh so. my gosh. You know, you, like, you throw a bad wig on someone and we will just not notice. I guess. we So, so okay. In, okay, in The Innocent, she was passing woman on credit. So I guess she was just on that street scene where everyone was dressed crazy. <laughs> um, so I, now I do need to go back and find her. 
Um, but then she was Kenny's mother in the last episode. Um, now she's Melissa. Um, she'll be back in season five, episode seven, as a different character. And she'll be back in season six, episode 13, as a different character. So... Wow. Interesting. Wild. Yeah, I clearly did not get that. Um, Alright, so we finally have Duncan actually getting out of that terrible thing, the straitjacket. Um, and while he's in the middle of getting out, uh, we've got the colonel saying he's here. Um, uh, or get a saying, buzz. I think. Yeah, you get a little bit of buzz. Um, and I do love that, like, as soon as Duncan feels the buzz, he's like, alright, out of the straitjacket, time to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Um, I mean, I'm glad Duncan is able to uh, heal himself very quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, his arms would just be limp to the sides. Seriously. Which also could kind of be funny a little bit. (laughs) Just running around with his arms just, like, flailing. Um, alright, so Killian asked these guys any problem. They were like, nah, uh, I took him down. Uh, (laughs) they were like, well, place him in my car. Um, and... Duncan comes over, punches Cisco, and he <laughs> see it comes in the warehouse and then punches the driver. <laughs> Poor Cisco. <laughs> Seriously. Um, you've got some random woman taking photos from nearby. I say random because that's who this person is <laughs> initially. <laughs> mm. But we do notice the watcher tattoo at some point. But um, at first I was like, "What is this, some weird journalist <laughs> watching this <laughs> warehouse?" Some creep. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, uh, you know, they, they take an Uzi out, they start shooting at Duncan, they set him on fire because they set the van thing on fire. It's, it's a whole thing, like, everyone would just assume, like, oh, he's fucking dead, but of course this watcher knows that the, he's not dead because they didn't take his head. Um, and Duncan has He's, he's fine just to, like, like, bide his time for him, too, which is the yeah. fucking craziest. Yeah, because he knows he'll get him. And so, and yeah, and Duncan has, like, walked into the water while he's on fire thankfully for him yeah yeah um so he just tells killian just tells these guys all right let's go (laughs) nothing to see here Um, do you want to wait to talk about the Watcher, or would you like to talk about her now? Oh, I'll I'll, I'll, wait. We'll wait. I got things to say about her later. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. I just want to make sure. Right now, just fuck the Watchers. (laughs) Like, yeah. God, that whole organization is lame. Absolutely. No, I I just wanted to give you the opportunity, Brad, but I knew that we also have her coming up later. Um, Yeah. So, we're at the doge. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clearly, Amanda was like, "Listen, I was planning for a threesome tonight, um, and it's not Joe. <laughs> yeah. I have been working this angle, so you're cute. Let's let's do this. Um, which in any other situation, I'm sure Melissa would be down. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I'd like to know. I'd like to meet that person. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> what's wrong with you?" <laughs> Um, Melissa tells Amanda that she was watching her break into LaBelle's and she goes, your hands didn't shake. You didn't sweat. You just had this look on your face that said, no matter how hard they tried to keep you out, you knew they couldn't. Am I right? And Amanda goes, eh, close. <laughs> love it. Um, I love it. And she goes, so what did you do before you were a thief? And Amanda says, mostly I was hungry. <laughs> Uh, and she goes, oh, she felt the buzz. Duncan's here. Melissa goes, how could you tell? And then Amanda goes, oh, you know, the door, the door. <laughs> great, great explanation. Either the door, the door. What about it? Yeah. <laughs> the door. <laughs> Duncan shows up and like clearly because he was set on fire, like his, his clothes are like hanging on. Like, it by, is the best. Uh, 
It's so good. I love him like trying to like disguise the fact that there are giant holes in his clothes and they are smelling a flame. Uh, yeah, and like because for the most part his holes are like on the side and the back of the sweater, yeah. but then he's got this massive hole in the front which he just clings to to like close up the hole in front of him mm-hmm. <laughs> with his hand like oh there's no hole here <laughs> but that's the thing so before when i saw this outfit i was like eh, this is like the blandest of bland outfits that duncan is wearing but the way that they ended up using the clothes to like show everything he's been through i'm like that was a fantastic yeah. choice of outfit <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> um <laughs> Very flammable. <laughs> Very flammable. Great job just cutting up holes in the sweater. Um, Though un- unlike her outfit, which would have just melted if it had gotten it, close oh, to yeah. flame. No, it would have it would have melted. It would have like burned into her skin, to be honest. Yeah. No, yeah. It'd be terrible. Yeah. Um, Amanda says, oh, I want you to meet my new friend, Melissa. And uh, Duncan is like... Um, <laughs> And you can tell Amanda's, like, starting to realize, like, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> yeah. And, um, Amanda tells Duncan, you look terrible. <laughs> and it was after Melissa had told Duncan that he looked awesome, and Duncan's like, she said I look awesome. And Amanda goes, she lied. <laughs> And Melissa goes, uh, I think I need to go. (laughs) Um, I mean, you meet up with a sexy thief and she takes you back to a dojo where you meet a man (laughs) who is like covered with like burned clothing. Like it's, uh, it becomes very questionable very fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she heads out, Amanda and Duncan head to the elevator and she goes, can you tell me about it in a hot tub or, you know, maybe I'll even join you. And she says, Duncan says, I'm sorry about Joe's. I just had a little business to take care of. Uh, she goes, so did the other guy have a bigger sword or something? And Duncan says, don't worry about it. Um, it's an old war wound acting up. Amanda says, what's his name? He says, Killian. Um, and Duncan says, he has good reason to come after me. Which I found that, I was like, oh. So Duncan, like, knew at some point this guy was gonna come after him. If, if he hadn't yeah. died at some point. Like, wasn't mur- wasn't killed. So, we get- Yeah, a- you just gotta be waiting on this one. Just like, yeah. like oh, yeah, eventually, eventually, uh. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You think that would be like the first thing you'd ask Joe about? Hey, um, this guy Killian, you get, you get anything on him? Is he so I, you know, look, I get it. Him and Joe were friends and they tried to keep business and pleasure separate. But at some point, like, use your resources, for goodness sakes. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there had to have been like one night at the bar and Duncan just goes down a list like, all right, what have you got on this guy? Yeah. Because I feel like until like, you know, the modern times, like keeping in touch with, you know, other immortals had to be one wildly difficult yeah um all right so this is 1918 france france uh brad tell me about it all right so uh looking at the timeline uh, you know, World War One. So prior to this, we had the gas attacks from Xavier St. Cloud. <laughs> so we got that. Which um, I believe Duncan this... was a medic all through World yeah. War One in both the last episode we saw him in and this one, which was kind of cool that they remembered yeah. that. <laughs> Definitely, definitely, because this is you know after he's he's hung out with you know everyone's favorite coward and yeah. like learned an important lesson in being a coward. Yep. Or whatever. Um, after this, uh, we got uh, 1919 in Ireland when Duncan doesn't want to join the IRA. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Because he likes being on the wrong side of history. Yeah. So, um, so uh, yeah. Yeah. So wild times. 
is what happens in 1918. <laughs> so this colonel is gross. What a oh. warmonger is like a very nice term for him. Well, let's talk about our dear pal, Simon Killian. Yes, please. Um, who suffered his first death on September 21st, 1745 in the Battle of Pres- Preston Ponds? Sure. Preston? Don't know where, where is the, where is that? Battle of Preston Ponds, the first significant conflict of the rising of 1745. What? Where's this? Uh, East Lothian. Uh, Jacobite Rising uh, in Edinburgh. Okay. Cool. Cool. Fair enough. Um, Killian was always a soldier, and eventually it was a role that consumed him. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, he, he was the, he was, Killian was the first mentor of British soldier Everett Berlain. But who taught him? Who was his teacher? His teacher was John Stoppard. So let's see if that's a, I bet that's gotta be a CD-ROM guy, right? That's a CD-ROM guy. All we know about him is that he was his teacher and he taught Everett Berlain. Berlain. Is that a real guy or is he his, oh, he's a guy we're going to meet sometime in the future. Okay. Um, oh wait, no, no, we've met him previously in season one. Nowhere to run. Ah, what is this episode? Nowhere to run. Nowhere to run. Um, Oh, oh, that's uh, that's where they go and visit uh, Duncan's rich friend. Um, and there's a they learns about the rape, and then they like they like barricade themselves in the house. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Is he the friend? Wait. So okay, Mark Rothwood. Duncan's father. Alan. Oh, so Duncan's pal was taught by this fucking lunatic. All right. Weird. All right. Weird. That's a thing. I mean, I guess at some point everyone's taught by someone, right? So you can't really hold it against them necessarily, maybe? I don't know. Sure. 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 Wild. Um, by the way, uh, Simon Killian is left-handed. So, uh, one of the only two, uh, left-handed immortals depicted in the series other than Myron Corman. <laughs> can't wait to meet the immortal Myron Corman. They oh, really, five guy. really run out of names. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so cool. All cool. right. Well, this guy's a fucking lunatic. So there's that. So him and Duncan meet up. Uh, Duncan being a medic. This guy being a fucking lunatic colonel. Um, yeah. So uh, like we're in the trenches. We are in the literal trenches. <laughs> oh. Um, this guy's already telling Duncan, like, why the fuck are you a medic and not, like, sharing in the glory of killing and murdering people? (laughs) God. Like, immediately. (laughs) Um, yeah, and he says, hear their shouts of victory, and Duncan says, and the screams of the maimed and dying. I fought here against Napoleon and Louis XIV. Um, I've seen men die for the same, on the same ground too many times to want to do it again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I approve. Because <laughs> this is insanity. Because then you've got Killian who receives a message that says urgent on, oh, not September 11th. <laughs> oh, never forget. 
1918. How did we forget that September 11th? Wait, wait, wait. Did it say September 11th on there? It says 11th of September 1918. That's um, what it says on the transcript. So that's why I, I trust, you know, these I, folks. It should be November. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, all right. Transcript. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you be wrong? <laughs> I will say though, these transcript writers, they like are nonstop changing and updating. <laughs> so, like, I, I haven't checked recently, but I swear, like, the last time I checked, they had updated something like two weeks before we had recorded. I was like, my God, mm. these people are in it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think the World War One like they they like because you know they love to do a, a cutesy thing, and I'm like it's trench war, it's the bloodiest, most gruesome war ever. Um, but we had to do a cutesy eleven eleven at eleven eleven is when we ended the war. Oh jeez, Louise. So yeah, November eleventh at like eleven eleven, like specifically. Stupid. That is, is when stupid. it's set for. Yeah. Um, it says the Germans high command signed an unconditional surrender. Stop. Cease hostilities immediately stop war is over stop um and duncan happens to see that and he's like oh good the war is over and killian's like nope nobody sees this (laughs) so he wants the war to continue duncan tries to stop him then uh sergeant merton merton m-e-r-t-o-n sergeant merton an unfortunate name uh sees Uh it he's excited the war's over he's gonna tell everyone and killian's like nope don't stop attacking i am the colonel that's an order and sergeant merton's like yeah fuck off i'm gonna tell everyone but killian uh shoots him and uh yeah and then killian tells everyone to keep going and murdering (laughs) it's really rough it's It's super rough yeah like and like this i mean i the the greatest like piece of fiction about world war one is definitely um that black adder season that's set in world war one and the finale of that of that season is so fucking good because it's like yeah we're just gonna go uh die in a charge now and then they yeah and and everyone dies and it's fucking brutal it is like oh, oh god it's amazing like one of the it's like absolute best best fucking yeah best piece of media about world war one is that season of black adder it's so good um and the end like that last episode is just like it is a punch like i don't it's very like brutal. i do not like no well it's also like you know one of the funniest shows ever <laughs> created but um it's a comedy it's a comedy i mean but that that like the end of that oh fuck well who they they yeah, did their yeah. best with this highlander it's pretty rough though it, i it's not great and yeah um, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I can't, I can't, with all that to say, I can't see this without thinking about, like, Blackadder. Yeah. Like, I'm just imagining Hugh Laurie is dying <laughs> somewhere in this scene. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson is dying somewhere, <laughs> just off screen. Yeah. Um, and Duncan, like, trying to get everyone to stop is so sad. Yeah. Uh, and then, and he tries to do that until Killian shoots him. Um, and then we go into uh, London 1918 with the military tribunal and the general says Colonel Killian after careful consideration of the evidence this court finds you guilty on all charges your heinous act resulted in the unnecessary death of 300 British and German soldiers which I was like when he said that I was like holy shit Um, you're hereby stripped of all your rank and privilege and sentenced to death by firing squad and god only have mercy on your soul um killian's like what the fuck ever (laughs) 
You think you can dispose of me that easily? <laughs> it's a very dramatic scene, guys. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Do you... I, I love this line. Do you not think we will fight Germany again? So there's that. And then um, Killian says, shoot me if you will. I am Colonel Simon Killian. I was Colonel Simon Killian before you were born. I will be Colonel Simon Killian long after you and yours are dead. I will dance on your graves, which is lovely. He's such a kook. I I do like like how kooky this guy is, like how wild and the things he says. Oh, he's a great villain. Yeah. He's just like, because he's an absolute fucking lunatic. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's just a bloodthirsty monster. Like we've talked before about like the immortals that like just don't even give a fuck about humans at all because it's like, yeah, Yeah. they're tiny little fleas. They're nothing. Like he's just so into fucking war and like sees them as like fucking like they're pawns. You know, pieces yeah, on the board. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I I mean cuz we've we've definitely had other military base immortals in the past and I usually pretty much disliked or even hated those episodes cuz I just find them so abhorrent and also boring. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But this one, I didn't hate. I was like, oh, God, this guy is just terrible. And I think it's also this piece of it. Like, he knows he's an immortal, and he actually does not care that anybody knows he's an immortal. Like, he doesn't yeah. give a fuck as long as he gets people killed. He doesn't care, which is crazy. Um, and then we see Duncan's in the room <laughs> with his his little mustache. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love that mustache. So good. Yeah. I love when they have him in this little mustache. Because <laughs> we've de- definitely seen this mustache before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that, uh, he, he goes, can I speak? And the general says, your testimony is on record. What more can you add? And Duncan says that, I fear grave injustice will d- be done if I do not speak. I beg the court's indulgence. Um, he says, I am a simple man. <laughs> No, I'm just a simple country. (laughs) I don't know much Uh, about your city ways. Yeah. And he he basically says this guy's a lunatic. So if anything, um, you know, and you can hear it today. He's crazy. So why don't you spare him his life and show him mercy? And so they do and put him in a fucking... uh, And as soon... But the best part is as soon as, like, Killian clicks into what Duncan's trying to do, he loses it and, like, seals the deal. Absolutely. (laughs) Because that's when he just goes on a crazy rant. Yeah, and he talks about, I demand to be shot! (laughs) It's my right! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, and he goes to a prison for the criminally insane... In uh, 1918, London. Oof. Oof. Yeah. And we see just the beginnings of this asylum. And it's not good. No, I mean, like, this is fucked up and so deserved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the perfect, like, Duncan was really smart in the way he played this. Yeah. But he absolutely knew this guy was going to come out and go after him. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, these these two actors they have that like the one banging his head on the wall just slowly, and the other one like just wandering, looking up is the creepiest. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, because I guess those two guys aren't going to injure anybody, so they're just left to roam the fucking halls. <sighs> I do not like. No, this is why. Like, I, this is absolutely torture. Like, yeah. this is this is. I, like, if this was anyone else, I would be like, Duncan, I think this is too much. 
<laughs> like just cut, cut off his head like get it over with like what are you doing but i'm like i don't th- i don't know i'm like this guy yeah 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 um and and you know you've got duncan's voice over and, and this goes back to the scene with him and amanda lying in bed and he says he was sentenced to life in prison for the criminally insane amanda asks why didn't you just let them shoot him and he says he had to pay the price for the men he killed he says amanda his crime was committed in the mortal world it was only right that he was sentenced by mortal just yeah and um and then amanda's like i'm done with that story let's fuck Um, I I actually was going to mention, I really like this transition from flashback to current day, where it's um, Killian, he's looking out of the, we're like zooming into the little hole in the, like the little hole in the wall of Killian's room. Mm -hmm. Killian turns around, looks out, and then we're like getting the imagery of Duncan's face over that. Um, I thought it was, I know we we really talk shit about the way they transition (laughs) this. You know, this was no coin flip. (laughs) Yeah. But I thought that this was a really solid transition. At that point in time, you're getting Duncan's voiceover. And um, I don't know, it like brings the the stories together. It was really nice. Really well done show. Definitely. definitely. Um, But yeah, Amanda's... Amanda only can last so long in a flashback story. She's like, all right, let's fuck. Come on, let's get get done with this. (laughs) And let's talk about the transition to the next scene. Okay. Okay, let's see. So we go from fucking to mm-hmm. them uh, having a conversation while walking down the street. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, I always love stuff in the background. I love it. I love our extras. And I love this girl that is <laughs> moonwalking back in, like, she goes back and forth like four or five times. She is starts she off in front of them. And she's, uh, she may be rollerblading. Yeah, she's yeah. rollerblading or moonwalking. She's always going backwards, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she repeatedly goes backwards. And she's she goes in front of them once. And yep. then she's behind them, and she keeps coming back and forth and back and forth. We keep oh, yeah. seeing her, and I love it. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna say she's rollerblading because again, the '90s. But I yeah. love the thought of her moonwalking instead. <laughs> that makes it's me great. super happy. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. And I also love a guy um, passes in front of them. Mm-hmm. Again, this show really featuring some some delicious looking hot dogs. Like every episode, <laughs> we keep getting these great hot dog shots. Um, we get that. Oh, there she goes again. <laughs> Wee. Oh, there she goes. Bye. <laughs> Whoa. And again. Hey. I love it. I love it. Uh, I oh, love yeah, this that girl guy's hot page. dog. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Wow. I love it. I love all this stuff happening. <laughs> And clearly, they're just having her, like, skate just out of frame and then back, back out of frame and back. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, stuff. Good stuff. Like, um, I mean, there's tons of people that are just, like, looking at the cameras, like, that are clearly just actual people that were walking around. <laughs> and, like, what's going on? What are they filming? Um, But that girl, no, that that's a paid extra <laughs> that is getting paid to skate back and forth. And I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Hot Dog Guy, too. I'm sure that guy got paid. Oh, yeah. I, hot, I think yeah, anyone guy, who yeah. walked in front of them, I feel like, got yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You got Amanda and Duncan talking about Melissa and Duncan saying, hey, look, you're fucking immortal. Like, she's not. You could, uh, if you get in trouble, you know how to get yourself out. She does not. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and Amanda's like, ah, oh, you worry too much. <laughs> Love it. And she says, I promise we'll be good. And he says, yeah, I'm sure you will be dressed like that. <laughs> and she is in a little foxy number, a jacket oh over a corset. I don't even know what the fuck this top is. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then a little black skirt. Um, I mean, she looks great, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. But uh, I am like, Duncan, you like the way she's dressed, so you better stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like this whole thing where she's like walking past him. She goes, you know, I think I'm taller than you. <laughs> and then she tries to be taller than Duncan. Like, just change the subject. And they're just so cute together. Yeah. So they're them. at this beauty salon. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda says that's funny she said she'd be here and then she asks the receptionist if Melissa's working the receptionist points over in a general direction and we see a brunette <laughs> turn the chair around <laughs> Brad initial thoughts reactions feelings I mean <laughs> uh, well de- definitely better than the blonde wig yeah absolutely but like it, it's clearly like she's you know trying to pull off an Amanda vibe Vibe. Yeah, but she's just wearing a Betty Boop wig. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> like, obviously, like to have short hair, you know, for a woman, she's got to hide her actual hair, whatever that looks like. like yeah. So it's got to be a little bigger. But this thing is just like it's it's too much. Like it's just <laughs> like you're not tricking anybody that this is actually her hair. Oh, and Duncan is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Whereas, Duncan, you should be like, back to that threesome thing. Yeah, absolutely. Melissa even goes as far as saying, maybe, like, I should get some colored contacts. And Duncan goes, no, 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 you're, fi- you're fine. <laughs> I mean, I, she she has had, like, one night hanging out with Amanda for a minute and is, like, going full mini-me. Absolutely. And she mentions, like, basically she likes uh, Amanda's jacket. So Amanda's like, oh, you like it? And she goes, here have it um and she wears the jacket so there's she just you know i think amanda is weirded out but she's also trying to play it off because she's like trying to not let duncan know <laughs> she's a little yeah. weirded out because then he wins and no we can't have that yeah um yeah the top that amanda is wearing is very reminiscent of like madonna <laughs> Mm-hmm. It it just needed to be even more cone shaped. <laughs> yeah, like a full on Madonna look. Um, yeah, but Duncan is like, mm, this is bad news. <laughs> I mean, Duncan, look at the positives, please. Thank you. Melissa looks at the two of them together and says, just like sisters. Amanda says, uh, looks at Duncan and says, what do you think? And Duncan says, I think one of you is enough. <laughs> Disagree. Hard disagree. Uh, also, what's under that wig? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, listen. You could I... be anyone, <laughs> at any point in time. Turns out, she's, turns out she's got a sword under there. She's just been holding for an immortal. Oh, uh, funny. Uh, she's so all about it. Um, yeah. Oh. I mean, again, I wish this I wish this had been a slow boiling over a couple of episodes. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, God, we've got to get into this next scene, and I do not want to. Ugh. We're in Killian's Arachnatorium. Arachnatorium. No, thank you. <laughs> Um, which, according to the transcripts, was filmed in at the Riverview Hospital. So, I, like, what location scout went to the hospital there in Canada and was like, you know what, we could make this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Killian is there with the tarantula walking around, and um, Cisco comes in, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
Love Cisco so much. Um, and Killian starts talking about arachnids, and I don't even care because it's all gross. But he prefers spiders to anything else because they're unique, uh, solitary, and they spin their webs alone. Uh, and then he talks about the uh, basically a brown recluse up in the corner, and he's like, "Yeah, that'll that's as deadly as a bullet under the right circumstances." And Cisco's like, mm, "Okay, here's an envelope for you." Yeah, we stop talking like, about. I, I'm fucking just sliding. itching, so I'm just gonna walk out of this room. Yeah. Um, so we see black and white photos of Duncan and Amanda, and uh, Killian's like, oh, "Perfect bait." Uh, does he know it? Does he know it? Uh, for a work of art, I wonder, or does he know it for the satisfaction of seeing his prey entangled in the merciless strands? So, like, Killian has absolutely lost his fucking mind over time. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of um, course. Yeah, and then we've got, they've stolen Melissa. I love the idea that this means there's a possibility that Cisco was, like, hiding, taking photos. Meanwhile, Watcher Lady was also hiding yeah. and taking photos elsewhere in a different direction. Weird. Well, she wouldn't have been taking photos of Cisco, though, right? She wouldn't have been in that area. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, oh, I, no, sorry, not, it wouldn't have been Watcher Lady either. It would be whoever the hell Amanda's Watcher is. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, Amanda's, absolutely. Because we know Duncan's Watcher isn't taking any photos. Photos, no, Duncan. He thought fucking Duncan's dead. <laughs> like, Joe gave up on Duncan so fast. Oh God, I. <laughs> Which we'll, five hours yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but so fast. Um. All right. So, uh, yeah, they bring Melissa in. Poor fucking Melissa. What a day I, I this bitch is having. <laughs> seriously, like, because I there were already again. This is why I think this should have been two episodes because yeah. they've already snatched Melissa. Like, he brings the photo to show to show Killian, and is like, and we've got her. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Um, and poor Melissa's like, oh my god, this is the worst day ever, because now I have a spider on me. <laughs> Not just a spider, a massive tarantula. And, you know, look, I mean, at least I look hot. <laughs> <laughs> like my my twin that I'm trying to be. Um, this girl has just been angling to have a threesome for like two days. Yeah. And like one time, like a, a guy in burnt clothes <laughs> rolls in and ruins it. The second time, she gets snatched up by Spider-Man. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, Ugh, not great. No good. Not great. No. Um, Killian is trying to get information out of her, and she does not have any information because <laughs> she's not a man. <laughs> oh, Oof. I feel so bad. Um, Ugh, she just wanted to dress up like her yeah. idol. And Killian's just like, tell. Yeah, she's just cosplaying for the day. Killian says, "Tell me this isn't you," and she says, "It's not. <laughs> That's Amanda, his girlfriend." Also, I'm Melissa's got to be shorter. Yeah. Also, Melissa's got to be like, what is this dude into that he's got a Spider-Man after him? <laughs> yeah. Are you, uh, like, Duncan, do you happen to be a Dr. Otto Octavius, <laughs> perchance? Because <laughs> there is a Spider-Man in pursuit of you. <laughs> oh, um, so, uh, you know, it's not good. So, uh, Killian does kind of believe her because she clearly is freaking the fuck out and still not saying that that's her. So now they're back. Uh, we're back at the dojo with Amanda and Duncan. Um, 
and she Amanda's saying, you know, Melissa's going to be here in a minute. Would you entertain her while I get ready, please? AKA, can you prep her for our threesome? <laughs> Seriously. Um, Decca says, what are you going to teach your little protege tonight? How to knock off an armored truck? <laughs> What would be so wrong with that? Yeah. And Amanda says, nah, I thought we'd go to Kentucky and try Fort Knox. She goes, would you give me a break? <laughs> We're just going to a club. <laughs> um, I think Duncan's just jealous because Amanda goes out with ladies all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. Duncan says, are you, do you like this? Like this girl has the same hair, same clothes. You find it a little odd being cloned. And Amanda says, well, you know, I can't help if the girl has excellent taste. <laughs> As long True. as she doesn't have my man. Um, I mean, Duncan, you didn't see her before, right? Her <sighs> look was not working. No, no, no. She needed to go all goth. Um, by the way, yeah. this scene, we've just got um, Amanda walking around in a, a bra and a skirt. <laughs> I didn't even mention Absolutely. that. I apologize. I apologize. I mean, it is like somehow that is a lot of scenes at Duncan's Loft with Amanda. Yeah. Which I'm not complaining about. <laughs> She's very comfortable there. Yeah. Yeah. So they feel a buzz. Both of them feel a buzz. And uh, Duncan says, he's downstairs. Stay here. And Amanda's like, right. <laughs> Um, does Killian ever find out that the real Amanda is an immortal? Because he would have felt Duncan, Amanda comes down, but they would have came down practically at the same time. So I wonder if he yeah. really recognizes that Amanda's an immortal. I, I, mean, I mean, I don't think, I mean, it clearly doesn't end up matter, you know, mattering at all, but I just wonder. Um, I mean, after Sneeze Guy, I feel like maybe there's a chance that, yeah. that they can tell if there's more than one. Yeah. Oh, I, lo- I miss Sneeze Guy already. Mm-hmm. Um, I need an I need a, another sneeze guy in the show. Yeah. Um, where the fuck is Richie, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Just gone. I think he would have had a lot of fun with Melissa. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So Duncan comes down and they find Melissa on the floor and Melissa said, um, oh, she's just like she goes. It hurts. Please help me. Please don't leave me here. It's very sad. Oh. So they're gonna oh. call for an ambulance. Um. And Amanda's like, what did he do to her? And uh, Melissa, as Duncan like goes after Killian, Melissa tells Amanda, I'm so cold, Amanda. It uh, like I was like, oh no, this Ugh. girl's gonna fucking die right here. And yeah. uh, Melissa said, he thought I was you. And she she looks at Amanda so sweetly, and she just says, I must look pretty good, huh? I just wanted to have some fun, which is like, oh, oh fuck. <sighs> yeah, it's a it's a rough because <laughs> I think this might be the last time we see Melissa in the episode. Yeah, um, like we find out she she's alive, but we don't even find out like like if she's okay, <laughs> like yeah, nothing. if she's paralyzed from spider attacks. Like I like we have no idea what the fuck is the yeah. deal. Yeah, we know she almost died. Yeah, yeah, it's very sad. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, she doesn't. <laughs> this actress comes back, but not as this character. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Brad! If in the future episode she comes back and it's just listed on IMDb as a different name but it's the same character and she's just going by a different name because she's taking up somebody else's look that would be great I... oh wait okay that's 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 what it is now that's that's what it is whenever she comes back she's she's just like yeah she's melissa but just dressed she's a pretender as, she's, a, she's pre- a pretender she's a pretender absolutely mm-hmm. i love this okay <laughs> 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 so dumb 
I love it so much. Okay, we are at... I mean, she was definitely pretending to be a hairdresser, right? I mean, come on. She just put on wigs, so she's not even fucking doing yeah. anything different with her hair. Um, so we're in, back at Killian's Arachnatorium. <laughs> just the fact it's called an Arachnatorium. Anyway. Um, it's great. Killian senses the buzz, Duncan's there, and uh, Killian says, Welcome to my parlor. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Um, Creep. Duncan said, if you wanted me here, you could have just told me instead of using the girl. And Killian says, think of her as an invitation. He's such a creep. Ooh. Yeah. Um, He's really leaning on that spider thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Duncan says, isn't this what you dreamed of all of these years? And Killian says, my dreams would terrify you. Which I was like, oh my god. He's... <laughs> they involve spider's eyes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so he tells his men to kill Duncan. Um, Duncan, Duncan just... <laughs> immediately murders his, his, yes. his stunt double. Yeah, he kills Bert. Poor Bert. Not meant for this world. <laughs> it's so quick. With a quick, I mean, and I don't even know if Killian was like expecting Duncan to do that. He was crazy. Like Duncan just like throws a sword into him. <laughs> It's so good. It's like, kill him! Fuck. <laughs> Cisco's It's just, a funny death, too. Yeah. Cisco's like, oh, shit. Um, and kill, uh, Killian tells him to kill him, and Cisco, uh... <laughs> the, I like the transcript writer. Mows him down with an automatic. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that he's is what He's also, like, shooting... Like, you can tell that he is, he's shooting scared, too. Oh, absolutely. I this, love Cisco. Cisco's not meant for this world. Like this, this no. life that's happening. This he somehow like uh, home aloneed his way into this underground <laughs> arachnatorium. Like this is not yeah. his. This is not where he should be. <laughs> Um, all right, so we are in an abandoned Air Force base underground fallout shelter, according to transcript. This is very deep. Um, Duncan, you know, revives in this, like, jail cell thing. There's a toilet, a sink um, on one wall, a large number of gray, of, like, green army boxes stack. Um, and the boxes, one of the box, like, the containers says U.S. Army Ration Package Serial Number. 3470A and it's just basically a bunch of food, metal food cans. Um, of Dun- liver specifically, yeah, I think. Yeah, it is, because Duncan looks at it and is like, liver? Ugh. <laughs> I love that because I'm like, that's what you're concerned about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's well, I mean, gonna that's be... the thing if you're an immortal. Like, you gotta really think, like, in all situations, most things you can wait out. Yeah, like, absolutely. Eventually, like... Yeah. Um. So, Killian comes down with Duncan's katana holds it up. He's like, oh, lovely piece of work. Um, and he says, Duncan, or he says, uh, how do you feel, McLeod? Naked? Helpless? Just as I felt when you took my rank and my sword? And he pushes the katana right into the concrete wall. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that he can borrow Connor's book on fixing swords, because that's yeah. going to have some chips in it. <laughs> Those chips went flying off of that sword. Mm-hmm. And Duncan says, you deserved it. Um, so he, this is when we find out that he's been in that asylum 70 years. 70 years to lock me away so long that no one remembered where I came from or who I was. And all I thought about was you. Which is, is probably pr- pretty hurtful for him since he's so big on the fact that he's Colonel Killian. Um, I really like his jacket, by the way. His, mm-hmm. his spy jacket. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, Duncan is whatever the fuck with this guy. He's like, mm, you're not impressive. <laughs> I've been in worse situations. <laughs> um, but he tells Duncan, get used to your new home. No one's used this brig in 40 years. And the only one who knows you're down here thinks you're dead. Um, so he, he says, oh, so this is my sentence. And he goes, fair is fair. I did 70 years, you'll do 70 years. Unless, of course, someone takes my head, then you'll be here forever. Uh, which is kind of wild, because I don't know how he didn't think at some point Duncan would somehow figure a way out, because, I mean, he could just die and keep coming back. I mean, yeah. So, um, there's enough food and water here for your first 50 years, long enough for everything you love, everyone you know to love, or sorry, long enough for everything you love to die. Um, and so you don't think badly of me. <laughs> He points to the light bulb and goes, the light bulb is an extended life. I laughed so hard at that. It was <laughs> so good. He said it should burn for at least two years. I've heard that madness comes more slowly in the light, which is because I had not thought of that, but I'm like, oh my God, to just have that light never shut off. Yeah. And then to just be left in the dark after that. Ugh. Yeah. Both of those are terrible. Yeah. Both of those are bad. Yeah. I mean, you can, like, rip up your clothes to make a sleep mask. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But then to just be trapped in the dark, like, oh my god. No. Yeah, yeah. It's not... And this whole time, Duncan, by the way, is playing it as cool as he possibly can, and he's making little, like, mm, I guess you didn't leave me anything to read. <laughs> it's like, all right, Duncan. <laughs> so good. Um, all right, so we've got Joe's bar the next morning, where Amanda's like, Joe, what the fuck? Why aren't you helping me look for Duncan? And Joe's like, mm, I think he might be dead. You know, two two immortals go off together, only one comes back. It only means one thing. And Amanda's like, no. If he's not alive, I would, uh, I still want to know where to find Killian. Well, she actually says, like, I, I would know if he was dead. I would feel it. Do you, th I mean, I know that's more of an emotional thing to say, but I kind of feel like she would. Is that weird? I mean, like, I think she has like some weird connection with Duncan. And in a show about immortals, why not? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, my question is what, I, I need to know about the texture of her clothing. Oh, like, yeah. Are we, is this like a, like a, like a, Sateen, a, a velvet situation. What are we doing here? It's sateen because, and we've seen that jacket before specifically. She's worn that with a couple of other things these past couple episodes. Those pants are new. <laughs> yeah. But they look, it it's the very, same fabric. It's very shiny and tech. I, I just want to rub her clothes. Well, mm, Brad. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. They're very textured and I want to, I want, I gotta know. I want to know what are these things? I also don't like Joe's uh, um, jar of eggs on the bar. <laughs> No, thank you. Yeah. Are they like pickled eggs? Like, what are they? Yeah, they've gotta be. Yeah. That's like a thing, isn't it? I don't, I wouldn't eat yeah. those, but I think that's like a thing. No. Ew. It's gross. Gross. Um, why would you go to a bar? A jazz bar? <laughs> jazz bar God. dive and be like, oh, I'd like a, a martini and a pickled egg. <laughs> Ooh, can I get one of those? Can I get one of those from the egg jar, please? <laughs> Um, yum, 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 I love a nice pickled egg while I'm listening to, to jazz <laughs> at the bar. Oh my god. Old-fashioned um, and a pickled egg. Oh god. Um, we've got Duncan, like, singing to himself. <laughs> 
Um, so good. And I'm like, has he already lost his mind? What is happening? And he looks at the metal can opener that he's holding and um, he tests the can opener on part of like, because for some reason there's like this piece of concrete just like in the middle of the room. <laughs> I couldn't understand this architectural note here with this piece of concrete. Yeah. Um, and it also is a very crumbly concrete. <laughs> Yeah. Good for him. So he immediately mm-hmm. starts working on the door to the to the cell while singing uh, 999,900 bottles of beer on the wall. So all many. Right, all right. <laughs> okay, Brad, your turn. Take it from here. Let's talk okay. about Henson. <laughs> So this fucking watcher, when Joe's called this watcher lady to come by and uh, he's like, hey, uh, you know, I just wanted to just get the update. See how you're doing. Hey, have some coffee. Cool. Um, Hey, so uh, I haven't. Uh, whew, so uh, that Killian guy, you've been watching him, huh? Cool. 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 Wait, cool, cool. Brad, I, guess I have going to stop McLeod. you because she mm-hmm. walks in the bar and her first thing is she asks Joe Dawson. He looks at her and she says, Andrea Henson, I watch Simon Killian. Is this a I'm Duncan McLeod of the Clan of the Clouds? Do they all <laughs> introduce each other with who they watch immediately? Because <laughs> that's yes. what she does. <laughs> I mean, if she if she's been watching him oh. for longer than recently, it's been very boring. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yes. So yes, so continue, continue. That yeah, ugh, ridiculous. But then, um, you know, just like hey, cool, cool. Well, I guess uh, he he went after McLeod. It's like yeah, yeah, he went after McLeod. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I haven't heard anything from McLeod, so I guess uh, well, uh, I guess I guess um, I guess McLeod's I got paperwork to do. <laughs> She's like, uh, McLeod's not dead. Like, don't you watch him? Like, aren't you watching? You should be watching. It's your job. You're supposed to be watching. Uh. I know, because I'm watching my guy. Why aren't you watching your guy? Listen, I don't want to tell you how to do your job. And this is this is where it takes a turn. Because this is where it gets fucking homophobic. And I don't like it. She's like, Listen, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to tell you how to do your job. But I heard thing in the Paris office about you and McLeod and what you guys get up to. That's none of my business. <laughs> but uh I've heard things. So uh I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> very judgy, very homophobic. I don't like it at all. Absolutely. Can I mention in the original shooting script what Killian's watcher is mm. described as? <laughs> oh please. His name would have been Arthur Henson, not Andrea Henson. And they describe him as a wiry man with a receding hairline. <laughs> who could mm. be okay, a wiry man with a receding hairline who could be 25 or 45. <laughs> wow. Ouch. Better or worse than Andrea? I don't know. <laughs> oh, here's okay, here here's her lines. Listen, this is your territory and I'm the new kid on the block, but I know people in the Paris office and a gal hears stuff. Rumors. What, uh, what kind of rumors? <laughs> you and McLeod, that you're more than just his watcher. You're not gonna get involved, are you, Joe? I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, so hilarious. Like, and well, she's just, like, all fucking business. 
<laughs> she takes her watching very seriously. Listen, it's not, it, listen, it's not that, you know, she doesn't hate, you know, Joe for who he is. It's just like, she just wants to make sure that, you know, she wants to make sure that there's equity in watching any mortals. All right. She doesn't want these immortal, you know, you, we start mixing the lines and all of a sudden, you know, is it even really watching? Are you watching? I mean, is Joe even still a watcher at that point? I don't know. Um, you're you're kind of a doer at that point. Can can I read a little bit about Andrea Henson <laughs> from the Please. same website that you get the oh. information on the wall? <laughs> Give me them CD-ROM <laughs> facts. Henson was a watcher. She used um she used as her cover the role of sports journalist. <laughs> She had been recruited out of Notre Dame uh, University in Indiana and completed her watcher training ranked 29th in a class of 101 in 1990. It was who it was she who informed Joe Dawson. We already know all of that. She was a watcher of Killian. After Killian's death, she was transferred to London where she worked as a sports reporter. <laughs> but you know, um, like <laughs> for the Daily she's Mail also... <laughs> and she... oh, boy. and watched the immortal star forward for Arsenal. Howard Lasseter. Hmm. And uh, also she has very strong feelings uh, about trans people in sports. <laughs> um, absolutely. Uh, she began as a historian like most watchers in 1990 to 91 before she was um, given the following field assignments. First, she was uh, the watcher for Ellen Wilson, who we don't have any information on. This is just a CD-ROM. Didn't even make it to the CD-ROM. Didn't even make it to the CD-ROM. No, didn't even make it from 91 to 92. Then Simon Killian... Killian from 92 to 95, and then Howard Lasseter from 95 to present. Her skill sets include investigation, journalism, and interview, as well as the languages of English, French, and basic German. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, this website with the CD-ROM info is just so funny to me. (laughs) Yeah, she's like judgy Mick Judgerson with uh, Joe and his shenanigans with... uh, (laughs) With McLeod. Um, she knows that McLeod is locked in a cell yeah. at the abandoned Air Force base underground. Like, but she, that's she good was, watching. Yeah, absolutely. Because she was surprised Joe didn't know. Because Joe's line to her was, um, you know, they met last night. I'm uh, writing my clothes up on McLeod. And she's like, yeah, he's not dead, you fucking moron. <laughs> like, I mean, I think all the watchers suck, but Joe is definitely the worst. Oh, he's a fucking nightmare watcher. He's really bad at it. Um, The Nepo baby watcher. Yeah, just crazy. I like that she uses the term, and a gal hears stuff. (laughs) She's talking about hearing rumors. So good. Uh, So, yeah. Um, I do like, she's like, you're not going to get involved here, are you, Joe? And just the judgment just dripping off of her eyeballs to him. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this 90s fucking suit she's wearing. <laughs> this That she bought at the men's warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, not a bad color, but <laughs> well, it's... That's, Ar- that's Arthur's suit. That's Arthur's yeah, suit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just love that this wiry guy with a receding hairline, 25. Are you fucking... What actor were you getting? I hate for that part. I mean, it or was the 90s, 45. though. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Look but at in George the Casanza. mid-90s, 
mid nineties, all dudes like you. There, it's impossible. Twenty five to forty five. Yeah. Who knows? Said we ended up with Andrea. Hmm. Um. So, oh, Joe. Joe cracks me up. Um. So back in the underground Fallout shelter, Duncan is over there just rearranging boxes himself, <laughs> and he feels a buzz, and he's like, "Fuck." Um, and when he reaches up and unscrews the hanging light bulb, uh, and then he hides behind a stack of the boxes, <laughs> and it's Amanda, and she says, it's my first safe in years, as she's wearing a fucking stethoscope. Amanda is the best. I love it. I love it. Um, so, yeah, Duncan surprised the Amanda. She, he's like, what are you doing here? And she goes, did you miss me? And he says, more than you'll ever know. And asks how Melissa is. And she's like, she's in the hospital. I don't know if she's going to make it. Um, asks how she found uh, found him. And Amanda says, I had a little help from a friend. And in walks Joe, <laughs> like a fucking <laughs> white knight. <laughs> His reveal in this scene. Oh. <laughs> Look at him wearing a, sh- like you- a shirt that's a little more fitted, a jacket. Yeah. He's back. Oh, yeah. He dressed up for this. Absolutely, 100%. He's like, I'm going to see my friend, and I'm going to save his fucking life, and he's going to love me again, and he's going to take me back. <laughs> I need to look oh. hot for this. <laughs> love it. I love it. And shock, I'm shocked because Duncan just looks at Joe and says, I thought we agreed to stay out of each other's way, which I was like, Duncan, don't be an asshole. You fuck off. <laughs> and uh, Joe says, we can always throw you back if you want. <laughs> Um, so they're back in the arachnatorium and Cisco is there to say, uh, hey, I saw that guy that I killed <laughs> at a bar. And I love this because like, um, well, yeah, because when, um, they rescued Duncan, Duncan's like, hey, yeah, um, I want to go to this bar because <laughs> he overheard um, them talking about this place. Yeah. And he just shows up there, so that way they can go back and report it to Killian. It's like this long con, which I'm just like, you know, you could just go upstairs and, like, fucking kill this guy, right? I love it. I lo- like, these immortals, like, again, that's when you live this long. Yeah. Like, you you just, like, like yeah, I got all the time in the world to do this shit I need to do. Absolutely. Um, so Killian asks if he checked the cell. Cisco says no. Why would Cisco even think that? I mean, like, wouldn't he question, like, I already killed this guy. Why am I putting him in a jail cell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Cisco's not getting paid to think, so I guess there's that. Um, so they walk down and, uh, or Killian walks down and he feels the buzz. And he turns around and Duncan's katana is gone. And he walks over to the gel cell and he pushes the bar to the door and it swings open. Um, I really thought Duncan was just going to lock him in there. Yeah. And leave him again. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of glad he didn't because that would be a little Yeah. Much. Like, don't, don't, don't put yourself through this again. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look over your shoulders next time again. Um, Duncan throws a metal can opener to the floor near his feet and then, uh, uh, comes the stairs and Killian says, how did you? And Duncan says, I used to be a Boy Scout. I've got a merit badge just for this. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, and then there's the fight. Um, and so where the fuck are they? <laughs> where is this fight happening? Like, I mean, it's not much of a fight. And clearly, no, no, like, no. you know, no. it's this guy is not a fighter. No, of course not. But he like, um, he... <laughs> 
he backflips himself off of this thing. Like, where is this? this I is... think you mean he 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 he, he spidermans himself. Yeah, he spidermans himself <laughs> down this like shaft thing. He parkours his way. He spidermans his way up <laughs> the side. Mm-hmm. I do like this. Like, it, even though it's a quick fight, I like this fight <laughs> where you know Duncan is like having to fight him where he's above Duncan. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. I just don't know where this he just is. Keeps stabbing down. No, yeah. it, it's crazy. Like, it, I can't work out what's what's going on here. Yeah, I'm like, how is he jumping like, from like one thing to the next? Like, um, yeah, I it's, like. It's a weird setup. I will say, I like Duncan's outfit here. That blue sweater is very nice, and he's just wearing jeans, mm-hmm. a blue sweater, and look, Duncan has not worn something that looks nice in quite a while. So I'm gonna give it. Yes. To him. Please tell me what the fuck is happening during this quick. <laughs> I I don't fucking know. Like, because <laughs> like there's you know it's been a thing. It's like uh you know uh, you, when you, you get the quickening, you get like yeah, their power yeah. and their memories and stuff. And I'm like, was he just picking up mil- military shit? I guess so. From this weirdo. That's like, the only thing I can think of. Because like he's he's doing like these little sword maneuvers, and I'm like, what is this yeah. lame sword military? I, I, it's bad. I don't. This is one of the worst quickenings. Yeah, it's real weird. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, and it says, like, in the transcript that eventually Duncan kills Killian, beheads him, takes his quickening. Duncan salutes when quickening ends, winces as he gets to his feet. In, um, not the cut transcript scene for the quickening, they actually fought kind of, like, side by side. I really do like this fight above and below, though. I think that that was a really good, fun switch. Um, it's fun and it plays into the spider thing. Yeah, exactly. And it also masks for the fact that I, you know, this I don't think this actor is necessarily a stunt guy. No, no. Um, but what ends up happening is technically they they fight side, you know, like one in front of the other, like normal. Um, and Killian moves in to kill Duncan. There would have been more. I think if this guy would have been more of a a little bit of a stunt guy, that this is how it would have went. Because it says McLeod strikes and cuts Killian's chest. Killian flinches back with a roar of pain. He desperately kicks McLeod, knocking him back. McLeod stumbles, goes down. Killian moves in for the kill, but McLeod rolls and thrusts, skewering him. Killian staggers a few feet, grabs hold of the barred door, hangs on to, to it for support. McLeod stands, raises a sword, and thwack! takes his head. The gate swings and Killian's body falls into the shelter. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been intense. Uh, and then mm-hmm. for the quickening, it says uh, explodes the basement. Electricity ripples along the bars of the gate and along the exposed pipe. Because that was the other thing. Like, we saw fire in this quickening, and I was like, where the fuck would that fire come from? Like, at least sometimes no. I can be like, well, maybe the pipe exploded or something. There was, like, literally nothing here in this space. Yeah. Like, I think the most they could have done that maybe would have been fun is, like, some rocks go flying up in the air or something. <laughs> or maybe, you know, they float like that house did. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, there would have been a box of supplies that exploded. The water drums burst and water pours out. The livers everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, this is terrifying. It's just, finally, it's over. McLeod rises from his knees, gazes for a moment into the fallout shelter that almost beca- became his living coffin. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it would have been a different set as well. But I, I think because he just didn't have the skills, I, I think, Brad, you're mm. correct. I, I have a feeling that that's why they did that. But they found a, a fun yeah. space, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this 
quickening was the, just oh, so bizarre. Yeah, all the sorts. And then the salute thing. Yeah. I'm like, what are, you, what are you saluting? Like, what is it? I like you got to support the troops. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, very. It was all very weird. Um. All right, we've got two quick ending scenes. One with Amanda going and leaving. She's got to go. Um. Hmm. And she feels so bad about Melissa, and she says, she tells Duncan, she goes, I forgot how fragile they are. Which is so sad. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, she just wanted to have a good time. <laughs> um, so whenever she gets to wherever the fuck she's going, she's gonna call for her stuff. And Duncan says, you know, basically, like, I'll always be here for you, so, you know, come back. And I'm like, yes, exactly, Amanda, come back. <laughs> and she asks Duncan, please go be friends with Joe again. <laughs> And she says, his life is too short. Ugh, so sad. Yeah. I really like this, yeah. like, this discussion between immortals. Like, we're getting that, like, immortal in Killian who doesn't give a fuck about mortality or human life against, like, Duncan and Amanda, who it's so painful for Amanda to see someone die that she's got to leave town. Yeah. You know? Um, then we have Reunited and It Feels So Good at the end of the episode with Joe and Duncan. <laughs> oh my god, having a little drink. Duncan will- Okay, but what is Duncan's outfit <laughs> I was gonna is say, like- Duncan's vest. <laughs> like, did- did he- is this from his trunk of old-timey clothes? Like, what- <laughs> it really looks like it. Uh, like, what is this? He's- oh god, those pants are just fucking the worst. No, like, this is what I wore when I came to this country. <laughs> yeah, he's actually wearing it. He's gonna speak at the university later that day, and he's like, oh, this is oh, old-timey yeah. clothes. <laughs> this is what, how people dress. Sorry, th- th- <laughs> these are my class props. <laughs> god, if he could just explain it away as that- <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, Duncan actually tells Joe, because you broke the rules, and Joe says, yeah, it's not the first time. I figured it was for a good cause. <laughs> it's hard to say no to Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and he just says, well, you'll see her again, and Duncan says, I always do. Um, which is great, because I can't wait for her to be back already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so the scene just ends with them about to drink together. Aw. Aw, two of That's them. That's nice. It is. It's a cute little, like, scene. And also, I'm just like, oh, thank God we don't have Sad Sack Joe anymore. Yeah, like, that was getting, that was just getting old. It was so painful. Um, all right. Best dressed, worst dressed. What Amanda outfit was the best dressed? <laughs> oh, manzies. <laughs> I well, I think like um w- when they're uh, going when she's so before she gives her jacket away yeah when she's wearing the jacket but that whole look yeah yeah, yeah I, that whole, I that whole I'm actually surprised you didn't go with her first look because she's pretty much wearing a turtleneck I mean I do love the turtleneck <laughs> trust 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 it's great love it yeah no no but that, that other it, that other but... look was really good um and just yeah, honorable mention because Duncan has not gotten. <laughs> look in a very long time i will mention duncan's like blue sweater top with the jeans i thought i was like that's very nice and in a non-amanda episode you potentially would have been up for it (laughs) um oh god worst dress it's got to be melissa's first look right (laughs) oh yeah Like that, I like, uh, because I took note of it before she was even <laughs> yes. in the episode properly. 
Like, as soon as she walked by, I was like, oh, what's that? And then Amanda looked like, what's that? And I was like, yeah, you're, like, you're right. Exactly, exactly. Um, who won and who lost? I mean, I mean, Joe got his friend back. Joe got his friend back. But he also got, like, but he also, like, he got called out by a baby watcher. Yeah, and I wonder, is he going to get in trouble? Like, well, I mean, because they have to find out. Someone's, I think Joe has a watcher. <laughs> Somebody needs to be watching Joe. Yeah, yeah. Because they're going to find out that Joe helped, or at least told Amanda, or whatever. They're going to find out that, I mean, because no. Amanda's watcher probably knows. Um, and I think he's going to get his his watcher hand slapped. Um, yeah, he got his friend back. Um, Cisco got to live and got away from the arachnatorium. That's true. Cisco's a true hero. Cisco's such a, a fun dude. I just, I, I wish, I wish him well in his adventures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Melissa survived, but, ugh. and she had a, a fun time yeah. with Amanda, but she never got a threesome and Amanda left her. <laughs> yeah. Amanda left her. She didn't get the threesome and she was almost murdered by spiders. Yeah. She lost. She actually lost, to be honest. I think she, she lost. lost. Yeah. Um, you know, Killian lost his life, but who cares about that fucking guy? Yeah. Um, he had no life for 70 years. Yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. He was forgotten about in a mental institution. Yeah. So, so Cisco won. Melissa lost. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, all right, Brad. Um, oh, but huge shout out to uh, Rollerblade Girl, because uh, <laughs> true winner, too. I mean, skills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so funny. I bet you, like, that's you put has, like, on her resume is, like, I Rollerblade. Um, <laughs> Love it. All right, Brad, you want to tell me what's happening on the next episode? Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, uh, this is the episode Reluctant Heroes. Coming home from the movies, McLeod and Richie witness a murder attempt on grocer David Markham. David Markham? That name sounds familiar. Um, McLeod saves Markham, but Markham's wife, Alice, is hit and killed. Oh no! McLeod and Richie go after the murderer and discover he's immortal Paul Kinman, just as the police arrive and arrest him. McLeod wants Kinman's head. Oh, Kinman geez. killed McLeod's good friend Dennis Keating when they were in the court of Queen Anne. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh no. FBI agent Kayla Brooks assists McLeod and Richie if they can testify against Kinman, but McLeod refuses because he can't kill him if Kinman's in jail. Wow. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. <laughs> the the, qu- Interesting. the quick summary McLeod and Richie witness a murder attempt on a grocer. The killer, immortal Paul Kinman, is arrested, but Duncan wants his head. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. Uh, so quick. Um, yeah, this is... I like that in one of part of the other larger synopsis, it says, In present day, the victim's husband calls Duncan a coward for refusing to testify. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback to Darius. I know. Um, fun, and it looks like there are goofs and trivia next week, so... <gasps> Brad, there's a character next week called DeSantis. <laughs> Or is it DeSantis? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll find out. We will find out. Maybe they'll figure it out. Ugh. Fucking. Okay. Uh, that was it for this episode. Anything else? Um, saying goodbye to Amanda, possibly for this season, because I know that we only get her so much in a season, so. Yeah. Um, and at some point, I'm sure, like, what? what is this? Episode 8 next week, um, or next episode is episode 8. So usually midway through the season, so we probably only have a couple more episodes in Seacouver before I would think yeah, we go back we to Europe. Yeah, Paris. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Interesting. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. I'm sad to see Amanda go. Um, but I like that. I actually kind of like that she's like going because she's just like, ugh, I gotta like remind myself what the fuck is happening and like you know that people are. I can't just play with people. <laughs> like I've got to actually be careful. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm so sad for her. But I'm glad. I'm glad she's going on vacay away away from Duncan, who doesn't <laughs> let her have fun. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via notscott at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com slash groups slash notscott and at notquitescott on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.